Anger Deanne, and welcome to my podcast, Things I Talk About. So recently, my life has offered me a moment in which I was entertaining the meaning of ordinary and extraordinary. The definition of ordinary came up as with no special or distinctive features, normal. And the definition of extraordinary came up as very unusual or remarkable. With this information, I found myself thinking that the acceptance of labeling something as ordinary is dependent on the personal or collective perspective of what would be defined as normal or not special. So then I looked up the definition of normal, which was conforming to a standard, usual, typical, or expected. So while it has been two and a half years since my spontaneous awakening, I often find myself still in awe of this experience, as well as the many unexplainable and magical encounters I've had after. My logical mind often battles with me to accept these experiences. And over the last two years, sometimes finding people who can relate can be difficult. So when we go through these things, it's only natural for us to want to find people that can validate what we're feeling. So one day I was sharing with my husband, you know, some of the experiences that I've had and the gap between where he was and where I was felt really large. I imagined being in his shoes and how my, you know, otherworldly and magical story must appear. I found myself saying things like, I'm not crazy, but, and the thing is though, that I know that I'm not crazy and my experiences are very real to me. My thoughts then traveled to a time in our history when perhaps sharing such stories in the past would have resulted in somebody's death or being hung. In this reflection, I felt this heartfelt gratitude for where we are in this day and age. And the fact that we live in a time and where I can get on this podcast and share my stories without fear for my life. This thought also made me realize that I've been part of this problem. I realized how much fear I've had around sharing my stories and experiences. Yet when we, you know, experience something, it's only natural for us to want to relate. So within the last couple of months, I've decided to change that. For I feel like if more of us spoke to these extraordinary experiences, perhaps that gap would decrease and we would be more accepting collectively of this great potential that resides in each and every one of us. That we would stop saying things like, I know this sounds crazy, and instead we would shine a light that the extraordinary can be acceptable or relatable in our ordinary reality. Because I believe that all of us have access to, you know, this world of potential and magic. So my special guest today is Julia Marie. Julia is a gifted trans-dimensional healer, intuitive medium, and experienced spiritual teacher. She founded the Academy of the Intuitive Arts in 1997. 
The courses and coaching shared there help sensitive women and men as they take this next steps to unlocking their spiritual potential. Like myself, she too experienced a spontaneous activation that defied logic. Today, we are going to be talking about her experience as well as exploring this perspective of shifting our opinions of intuition being something woo-woo only for a select few and realizing that this is a part of the essence of who we all are. So Julia, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. And I've got to be honest with you. I am just so curious to hear your story. I want to jump right in. So can you please share with us your awakening experience? Let's start off there. I was just like everybody else. I was, I had a plan for my life. I was active duty military. I went to law school because I kept getting this guidance that I needed to speak for people who have no voice. But because I was unconscious at the time, I didn't realize what that meant. So I translated the message that I was getting into my frame of understanding, which was law school. I put myself through the experience of of acquiring that education past the bar was going to do family law and um that's when the universe came knocking Mm -hmm. and within the period of i'm going to say about 18 months i went from being in the military to not being in the military and sitting in my living room and talking to invisible people that i couldn't see (laughs) but was aware of and having in-depth mm-hmm. conversations and I'm grilling them as if they were a witness on the stand because I was skeptical about what was happening to me and frankly thought I was going yeah. crazy. I also had a physical yeah. manifestation of what I now know is Kundalini activation. I had round red circles appear on my body where the major chakras are. My elbows and knees wow. would get hot, but I, they didn't get red, but they, they got hot and a red stripe up my back which took about, it took months to go from the base of my spine all the way up my neck to my head. And when it got up in my head, I thought my ears were going to blow off. They would get bright, deep red and painful. It was like fire. It's like a fire burning from the inside out. And I didn't know what was going on, but I believe the activation is what also, uh, I'm not going to say turned on my other senses because I feel like they were always there. I just wasn't paying attention to them. Right. I feel feel like they function, our metaphysical senses function just like the physical ones do. In other words, we don't turn our sense of sight or hearing on or off. It's what are we paying attention to? Mm. So now all of a sudden I'm paying attention to another set of sensing mechanisms that I wasn't aware of. Yeah. And it got to the point where I doubted so much what was happening to me that I asked for a sign. And now I'm raised Catholic. Okay. So that was my framework. So I'm asking God for a sign. And 
the very next morning, there was a three-dimensional sign that was a representation of something that I was working on with these people in my living room. It was an actual example of this principle, which was basically the seven became three became one. It's really complicated <gasps> and I won't go into it, but, but God put a three-part rainbow directly over my house the next morning. Wow. It was oh a physical gosh. manifestation of that spiritual principle. So then I realized, okay, I'm having a conversation with an intelligence of some sort that goes beyond the invisible people in my living room. And that's when I learned that the universe is responsive and I engaged in an active conversation. I treated everything that happened after that as if it were an experiment and I'm gathering data. Yeah. So there was no right or wrong. And that's what I would say to anybody listening. Yeah. If you want to explore that part of your life, don't get wrapped up in, am I doing it right? Is this the right, is this going to be the right answer? Record your, record your data and observe and just mark it down. Mm. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And man, that I am that person that was right or wrong, you know, is it right mm -hmm. or wrong? And, you know, it's, it, I've recently decided for the coming up year, you know, everybody's reflecting what's sure. the theme. And I've decided my theme is magical maybes for this coming year, because I love how you explored how you discussed, you know, not a right or wrong, not a this or mm -hmm. that. And are you familiar with the Chinese parable of the farmer and the horse? No. It's, so it's the story. And it's funny because I was telling my husband and, and he told me when I told him this was my theme, he says, you know, it's not too late to change that. <laughs> he didn't get it. But it's basically a story that talks a lot about polarity and perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's this farmer, his horse disappeared and, you know, the tribe, you know, the neighborhood tribe was like, oh, how unfortunate. And he said, maybe the horse returns and they're like, oh, what good fortune. And he says, maybe, you know, and then the horse ended up breaking his son's leg and how how unfortunate, maybe. And then ultimately the military came around and his son couldn't go. And he's like, oh, what good fortune, maybe. Mm -hmm. And it's just dis it's it's looking at life from a different perspective of, you know, uh, to me, that story feels like unlimited potential and possibility, you know, but to others, it might feel like limitations. So I love what you said about the polarity and not not putting a right or wrong or, you know, any label in particular that how it has to be or it being off track, things along that nature. So I love that. Now, and I... I believe I've heard that you've written a book is sharing this awakening experience. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Uh, yes, I don't want to make this an advertisement, but I will tell you that in that book is the distillation of 30 years of the insights and the awarenesses that wow. came to me firsthand. The stories that are in there, there's 21 of them. There are stories that are in there that are written from the perspective of my, how I was feeling at the time. 
Yeah. And then I also add in like a third person commentator speaking to the reader. This is what I now understand happened here. Yeah. So that people can get a good idea. I also shared the principles that I was given. And I was told that if I lived my life according to those principles, I would achieve my own enlightenment and would not need an external teacher. And that's mm. been true. Except for the mediumship training, I did get training from 3D teachers, but everything else that I know has come to me through direct. So the book is called Signals from My Soul, A Spiritual Memoir of Awakening. And coincidentally, it is uh, scheduled for release on January 11th of 2024. Oh, yay. So excited. So excited about that. That's awesome. And I think that's beautiful. I, I think having having people share their stories like yourself, it it helps bring awareness. And I love the genuine perspective of, like you said, how it felt in that time and kind of working through and allowing readers to kind of see the unfolding. That's beautiful. I absolutely love it. They get to walk it. with me through yeah. my experience. So I, I did my best to show the reader what was happening, not just tell them and then this happened and then this happened. So it's yeah. more of a be me for a minute as you read this story. Mm. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Ooh. We'll have to definitely, um, I'll have to include links and in things okay. of where people can find that. Yeah. So now in this conversation we're having today about exploring, you know, our perspectives and on our experiences, you know, and what we define collectively mm -hmm. as ordinary and extraordinary, um, I want to kind of talk a little bit about one of the things I've noticed you've mentioned is that you deter, you know, you kind of steer away from the term spiritual gifts. Um, yes. And I'd love if you would, can you elaborate on this for me? If, if I say, oh, I have this gift of fill in the blank, mm -hmm. that may infer that the person to whom I'm speaking does not have that same skill set. So I tell people, maybe look at it from the perspective of we're all wired the same. We're all wired the same. Yeah, so what makes it a gift? I don't think it necessarily is. I believe it's a skill. So it's an innate capability that everybody has, that anybody can develop depending on how hard they're willing to practice or work with it or do the exercises. Yeah, yeah. Now, would you say in your awakening experience when you started, I mean, and that was incredible how you shared you're actually feeling the things and seeing physical manifestations on your body. I, I, I can only imagine. Now, what did the journey look like for you feeling like, did you feel you had um, a resource or a place to speak to or, you know, because in the intro, I share with my experience that it's human nature for us to want to validate mm -hmm. um, what we've just experienced through someone else that can relate. And sometimes it feels like, you know, and in my experience, there's a gap there. And so then we, in especially in the beginning stages, go to that, am I crazy? <laughs> you know, what just happened? 
And I'm curious for your experience, did you feel like you had any resources or a validation that could relate to what you went through? Well, keep in mind when all of this happened, this was in the late eighties, early nineties. So Mm -hmm. there was no internet per se, not really. There weren't the books that are out there now. There weren't a whole lot of people that were having the same experience as me with whom I could talk or explain. So the only resource I had was my connection to the field. Mm. So one of the first things I was told was validation is a valuable tool and that I should never be afraid to ask the universe or the field to give me validation about what I was experiencing. Mm. Hence the three-part rainbow over my house the very next morning after I asked for a sign which is a form of validation. So I say to everyone, if you can find a 3D person that you can interact with about this, it's very helpful, but it's not necessary. Mm. But trusting that the universe, number one, it's going to meet, the universe will meet you where you are and work with you until you get to a place where you can open your understanding. And You don't have to worry about getting it right the first time. It will keep coming back around until you have the understanding that you need to move forward. It's all about trust and faith. Yeah. Goodness. Uh, I, I just, you know, I just keep thinking, hearing that what incredible, I mean, I feel like the strength of character, (laughs) you know, to be in that situation. I know for me, my first response was I, because my story, I was raised in a religiously abusive Christian fundamentalist home. So no sense of identity, no Mm -hmm. sense of self-worth and completely programmed to seek outside validation and authority came from anywhere other than myself. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So for me, I I ended up jumping into course after course after course, you know, of all these, you know, systems and things and not to discredit any of that. But I think that it's all a matter of the individual and their journey and what they need. And there's, like you said, there's no right or wrong, you know, and going through that experience helped me realize that while I was, you know, having these, you know, what felt like extraordinary experiences that I was constantly looking outside of myself. And so the universe kind of was like, okay, we allowed you to play there for a while. Now we're going to shut that down. And it felt like cold turkey validation withdrawal (laughs) from, you know, and I had to get to where you started, you know, in that sense of inner reflection and connecting to that source field um, to establish that connection then more personally than looking outside of myself. Well, and I wear, this is a Herkimer diamond. Okay. Okay. I'm not familiar with that. Okay. It's, it's actually, I write about them in the book. Oh, cool. I wear Herkimer diamonds because 
they are the only crystal that grows from the inside out. Yeah. They okay. are, they grow in huh. a field of, of like they grow inside little caves that in a sin suspension. So in other words, it's almost as if they are floating in a sea of consciousness, right? And they're a seed. And so they expand naturally from the inside out and they mm. always grow double terminated. Mm. So I wear a Herkimer diamond to always remind myself of the light that is within. Ah, because yeah. the light inside me is the doorway to my connection. Yeah. Spirit told me you carry the light within you that is the doorway through which you will begin your journey home. Mm. So it's everything we need is right under our nose. It's not out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's inside. Yeah. So oh, even okay. when we go to connect with the field, we're not reaching out to connect with something. We go in and expand our awareness out. Okay. It's not mm -hmm. an up, down, left, right. It's an in, out. Mm -hmm. Which is so different mm -hmm. from what yeah. the collective yes. <laughs> is so used to. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, and I'm just digesting what you said and yeah, like looking at, you know, that out looking out and then coming back in and finding that within in my experience that I had and that I being I, necessary. I only look out when I'm looking for the validation that I'm I know I'm going to receive from the three-dimensional world around me of something that I've come yeah. to understand internally. Then I'm going to look in my environment for the response from the field. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not looking out there for the answer. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel absolutely. Uh, that's really good wisdom. Um, so, you know, I want to kind of get in a little deeper on this topic. And, sure. you know, I, I would love to hear. So I shared, you know, which goes back to, wow, I'm noticing how much this theme for myself of validation is coming up in this, you mm -hmm. know, conversation in my stories. Um, I shared in the intro, you know, before we got on the call, how, you know, one of the things that I've been balance learning. Um, I'm, t I'm, I feel like the word is escaping me. I feel like there's a right word and it's escaping me, but part of my journey has been gaining my sense of self and acceptance regardless of, you know, what it looks like to the outside world. So validation, yes. like accomplishment, yes. that was a big thing for me, but coming into this courage to authentically be myself as an individual without the fear of um, it being accepted or not being accepted to the outside world. So putting this into greater perspective is I've set the intention moving forward for my podcast this year to start opening up. I feel very um, prompted to start mm -hmm. open up of some of the experiences that yes. I've been hesitant to talk about, which kind of brings in this topic of ordinary and extraordinary, because there's also this 
you know, perspective that maybe possibly, and I'd love to hear your thoughts, that if those of us who are being prompted under the right circumstances to share our experiences, like your book that you've written, that perhaps the collective perspective on what is defined as unusual or crazy or extraordinary would then shift to being more acceptable. Another example would be, I grew up, as I said, with that religious tone. And, you know, one of the things when I was earlier on on my journey was I realized, hey, wait a minute. I grew up with people being slain in the spirit, speaking Mm -hmm. in tongues, prophesying in the church, you know, all of these things. and I mean, I even, I, I tried to reflect back on my experiences in being slain in the spirit and what it felt to me in my body. And it felt very genuine. And I realized that, wow, there's this disconnect here from whether it be more socially acceptable material because we can't go, you know, down the road more than a few miles, which, you know, before finding a church somewhere, maybe it's more easily acceptable. But yet at the same time, we're talking about the same inner connections, you know, the difference between it being, is it okay to prophesy in the church? How is that? But yet it's not okay to get an intuitive download or identify as a psychic. And so here again, we have this, this perspective of reflecting on what's accepted um, versus not and where we define things as crazy or not crazy. I just love to hear you brainstorm with me your thoughts on on this as well. Well, I would say that the terms like speaking in tongues, what is that? It's called light language in the metaphysical yeah. community. Slain in the spirit, what is that? I'm channeling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's the and the Bible has the spiritual gifts. Anybody that says it's not in the Bible, I refer them to Corinthians because that's where they'll find them listed. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) they're all in Corinthians. And so I would say that it's a matter of framework and perhaps doing it under the auspices of the religious umbrella equals you're safe. Mm. And maybe it's a safety versus fear factor. Mm -hmm. But God is not limiting. The field is not limiting. We are the ones who limit ourselves and our ability to access the field. So to judge or to judge, I'll use the word judge, to judge another's experience as wrong when it's the exact same thing, just using a different language or framework. Well, to me, that, that doesn't, that's not intellectually, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that we, do you think more people are being called to sort of come out and speak about their experiences as it relates to, you know, galactic or metaphysical or, you know, whatever awakening, whatever it may be? Oh, yes. I, um, and I will, I will confess that the book that I wrote is only the surface level of my experiences. Because I, 
Yes, I know. Because I did not. <laughs> sorry, I can't help that when that happens. I can't. No, I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. Don't know. Like, yeah. It's because I wanted at least what the reader read they could relate to. They could relate yeah. to these experiences happening. If I talked about the depth of each one of those experiences, if I went fully into the depth of it, they might yeah. think it was a bunch of hogwash and throw the yeah. baby out with the bathwater. So uh, I, I say I yeah. carefully curated the stories and I pushed the boundaries as far as I felt like I could until people come to know who I am. Yeah. And understand yeah. that the rest of what I would have to say is probably just as true, at least for me, as mm -hmm. the first part. Does that make sense? Yeah, it apps. I a hundred percent get what you're saying yeah. with that. Yeah, and and that, but that's the part for that's where I am on that side yes. now. Yeah, it's like okay, Cassandra, you've done this. Now let's talk about. I mean, for example, so I. You know, I, I, one thing in my experience, I've, I've shared, you know, that if the universe wants me to pursue something because it, you know, who knows? And I say the universe wants, but I, even that is, you know, too defined. Maybe it's my soul, you know, and maybe I already That's knew. That's my opinion. Maybe, yeah, it's we're like. Personally, we're going to personally find out at the end of all of this, we were talking to ourselves the whole time. Yeah. And that's yeah. the big cosmic joke here. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I say that because it's like mm -hmm. in, in yes. relatable language that, exactly. you know, people yeah. might, you know, so, it, but if it's something that feels meant to be, it keeps mm -hmm. showing up. Exactly. And recently, galactic, uh, studying to be certified in galactic astrology came to me. And it was um, incredible. It has been an incredible journey. My whole spiritual awakening process has been very, very quick, mm -hmm. um, which makes me feel like now is the time in yes. a sense, you yes. know, um, and there's intention behind that. Mm -hmm. So whenever I go through things, it, it, the process happens pretty quickly. Yeah. And so this journey has really opened up a lot for me. And I've gone through multiple experiences. Like, I love your example. You're like, I was talking to some, you know, thing, presence in my living, you know, living oh, room or whatever. It, 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 yeah. I, have a, I have a picture. Yep. He, he introduced himself. He came with a group. His name is yeah. Ra, and he had six people with him. So I call them the seven. Yeah. Are you yeah. familiar? Are you familiar with the law of one work? No. It, it's, it's, it's also, um, uh, channeling from the essence of raw. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> yeah. That would probably explain the, the principles that I was given then. So yeah, yeah no, I've not read the law of one. No. And it's interesting because the gentleman who introduced human design through a mystical experience in the 80s, mm -hmm. he changed his name to Ra Ruhu. Okay. And <laughs> it's, so it's just interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, but anyway, so 
with this study, I'm reading the Akashic records and I've, I'm realizing I'm connecting to very ancient high vibrational beings. And this process has required, um, different adjustments in my own vibrational residence to Mm -hmm. be able to support or connect to do this work. And I happen to, I, I believe that similar energy is drawn. Um, and so I connected to someone that had the same soul origins as I do yesterday, um, which um, I'm, my soul origins is defined as a blue printer, but once again, labels. Um, but it was interesting because in the connection, I have never felt such a high intensity vibrational resonance that it, after I disconnected and closed the records, it followed me through the entire day. Mm-hmm. And I told my husband, I said, I'm being called to go meditate. I have to, because it was like, I felt like when I was walking, I could feel the waves of energy like slicing yeah. through as I moved. And every time I moved my hand, I was moving energetic mm-hmm. strings and, you know, and I felt like I was high as a kite. I was blissful. And it was just, I wanted to sit in that euphoric feeling. And, you know, it's just, it's it's so beautiful and we all have access to these things. But I tried to kind of explain through my husband and what was necessary just to kind of, you know, make some sense of it um, because I ended up not having dinner with him and pulling away. And it's like you you feel like you're just lost for words because sometimes the gap can feel so large. You know, so I'm curious, what are, you know, what have you had any other connections? Or I'd love to hear more about um, any galactic experiences or be more about raw, you know, stories that you can share of things that you've experienced personally. Um. Okay, so I'm like, what can so I it's say? It's probably like you're thinking there's so many, Cassandra. <laughs> what can I me- say? <laughs> yes. What is okay to say at this moment well, in time? Okay, yeah. so first, um, I uh, it's very clear I'm not from here. I am, I yeah. am not from here. Yeah. I discovered after my awakening that I'm a walk-in. So I'm not even the original soul in this body. Okay, but mm-hmm. and it came, I had no idea. Yeah. Until I was yeah. in my 30s after I was awakened. I know that I came here from somewhere very far away. Mm -hmm. I know that I have a connection with this planet from its very beginning because I have memories that go back that far. And I know that during my awakening, for example, in this lifetime, sitting in my living room, these short beings, they were maybe three or four feet tall, very businesslike, carrying little suitcases, they would come into the living room and they literally um, installed a set of crystals. They were etheric into my okay. yeah. into my body. They were they started with three times they came. Mm-hmm. Usually is a number that happens a lot with spirit is this thing with threes. The first time they were kind of thin, 
then they came back i think a week or 10 days later and put in a slightly larger set and then the third set they put in i was doubting my experience until yeah. they until they came to installing the ones in my shins because the third set of crystals was as big as my physical body so yeah. they were big wow and they told me as i'm sitting on the couch in my living room as they got ready to put the ones in my shins down where the shin bone shin bone yeah. connects to the foot bone <laughs> they said don't move wow. and i thought well okay i okay but when they put them in it actually caused physical pain yeah i'm going holy crap this is real yeah yeah so, something like that happened so i know these little short beings that showed up they were friendly i didn't mm -hmm. feel any fear and i knew that they were doing this installation process to bring me up to speed fast like you said you're awakening right like there's a need to accelerate things and get things yeah. moving here because of the timing of things mm -hmm. and so i i understood that is why i had to go through some of the experiences that i did yeah um i've had a spontaneous recollection of a past life memory that came when through doing a yoga nidra guided meditation mm -hmm. and when the facilitator said look at yourself look at your whole body yeah what i saw was a blue-skinned man with long curly black hair down to his waist, bare chested, gold, white, little white skirt, standing with his legs in a figure four and doing, you know, this. Oh. And smiling. And I knew I was looking at me. Yeah. And yeah. I couldn't make it this body. Yeah. So a lot of what I know about my own connections to the universe has come spontaneously through experiences like that. Yeah. So you know, I love it. Is it true? It's my experience. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting because I've, and I'm curious, did you, so you were, you were able to have access to those memories of having that, um, experience with other beings. Um, was that earlier or later, um, in life? The ones that, the ones that showed up in my yeah. living room, that was right around the time of my awakening. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. That was in the very beginning. Yeah. That, uh, that is super neat. So part of my, um, experience and studies of galactic astrology and the things that have just really, I just felt like it was the missing piece that has allowed all of these, um, understandings to have access to. Um, and I know that I have had, um, an experience three times as well. Um, however, it's, it is not, um, in my highest good to recall the details of the uh -huh. exact experience. I could say lots about it and why it happened through intuitive and channeling. Um, and I always, I, as a child, I had a chunk of time that was missing from ages four to 13. And, um, my mother would tell stories about how when I was a young child, they woke up and I was outside in the snow in my diaper um, through uh -huh. a locked door that they could not figure how um, that could have been possible. And uh -huh. 
they said that I often walked around talking, having conversations in my sleep that to somebody that made no sense. And there was just a lot Mm -hmm. of stories around that time. Um, So it very much resonates. I had to go through a healing process through that, um, you know, getting over that fear based mindset. But this is me for the first time saying it out loud. And, you know, a sharing this experience anyway, in any capacity other than my husband. So um, I'm still good for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it makes you if it makes you feel anybody any better, I'll share this other one thing that yeah. happened when I was in my 30s that I do remember. And that is waking up one morning in an apartment in Vancouver with a fiery red line down the center of my chest. Yeah that felt like I'd had psychic surgery done Wow! and a bright, you know, s- s- white raised, almost like I'd been branded or tagged yeah. right where my high heart was. That was an E, which for me stands for Elohim. But I had a heart attack in my early third, in my, in my late twenties. And so here I am in my early thirties. And I have a feeling that what happened was that maybe my heart wasn't in the best condition. Mm-hmm. So I feel like whoever it is that's looking out for my body came and basically gave me a new heart. Yeah. And when I woke up, I had this fiery scar. Mm-hmm. I was going to go, I was getting dressed to go get coffee. And I heard very clearly no caffeine for at least a week. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I totally believe and resonate with that. Um, you know, I believe that humanity's origins have been from the get-go, um, watched after. It, yep, <laughs> exactly. Influence. So yes. in ways you can look at it, it through different perspectives of sure. watchers, protectors, you know, um, helping to uh, assist the vessel in yep. the ascension process, you know, because I'll tell you with this experience, um, when I opened this new door to my life to where it's like, okay, hello, galactic family. Mm-hmm. We are now in communion together. The first yes. experience I had, which was, um, uh, it, it doesn't matter. It was like one of the moons I was trying to remember recently, but the, I've learned the more, um, off your contrast of vibration is the more you experience the physical, um, effects effects. And so when I was first starting off, I, it was hard for me to channel because I know I, I channel light language. I channel beings. Mm -hmm. Um, it was harder, but it's, it's, it caused this like disorientation and dizzy, um, nausea, um, and these things and it, it chest, um, I, I hesitate. Yeah, there we go. Cause I was going to say, I don't want to even say it's not even chest pains. No, it's It's, palpitations. Yes. It has to do with not being entrained to the frequency. Yes. Yeah. And I, I have gone through periods of since I've started this journey. Yep. Um, I've, resonate with i believe collectively we're we're going to see a time in which we are going to have some sort of um 
global contact experience in individuals' um, lives that are resonating with the frequencies and, you know, aligned. Um, and I think that that is going to be part of ultimately, and who knows when, um, helping to introduce galactic connections. And I strongly resonate and feel that I, I am a part of that, that process, um, which is why I think it's been important for me to go and learn more about various star seeds and origins and things like well, here's that. What I would, here's what I would say to you. Um, before you go and read other people's ideas about all of that, yeah, see what you can get for yourself first. Yeah. Because all of that information is coming through somebody else's filter. Yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah, there's, uh, there's so many, and, and mm -hmm. I resonate with that because I've gone on those journeys and, yep. and, um, intend to share a galactic memoir of my life. Perfect. Um, and so I've, yeah, I've, but I've also, um, appreciated because like I said, one of that journeys with myself is the logic. It is fun. I would say when you intuitively download and connect and then you find out, you know, information, it's like, oh, this planet is known for this. And you're like, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's really neat. So anyways, that's validation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I am so glad that you show up the way you show up and you just have an incredible energy. It's just this grounded, wise presence. I I love it. I would love for people to kind of find their way to you. Um, can you tell us more about how 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 do you work with with your clients? I mean, I know that I've shared you're the founder of the um the name uh our, Intuitive Arts, is that correct? Academy, Academy for the of the Intuitive Inti Arts. Yeah. yeah. Can yeah. you tell tell me a little bit more about your work and how you work with clients? Um, in addition to doing, you know, the standard intuitive readings, I don't resonate with the word psychic. Okay. For certain reasons, but yeah. But, so I call myself an intuitive, and I also do um, energy work that includes not just physical body, quote unquote, healing because I prefer the word facilitation. Okay. I also do wiring upgrades for people's etheric bodies. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Yeah. And, and so from time to time, I do group guided meditations, mm. all of the, anything that I'm involved with, they can find on my website, juliamarie.us. Okay. And if they're interested in the book, they can go to amazon.com slash, uh, slash author slash julia dash marie okay and they'll f find the book there awesome and i would invite everyone that if they want to hear some stories from my journey they can check out evolving humans podcast because i do have some short episodes on there where i talk about yeah things that have happened to me along the way yeah, absolutely yeah yeah that that sounds awesome i'll be sure to include those links too yeah i love that i love it so I also like to ask um, all of my guests, what would you say there is something, whether presently um, personal 
or a professional that you're working on that you're super excited about or something that's really lighting you up today? Well, I would say it's putting the classes in a format. I do a couple of classes that I want to make on demand Mm -hmm. that have previously been only when I'm available to teach them. And I want them to be available to people anytime, like how to work with your spirit guides, Mm -hmm. uh, how to identify your intuitive signals, like basically intuitive life skills training. Because it's a life skill. It's not magic. Yeah. It's a life skill. And a life skill is something that is a beneficial way of moving in the world that can improve your life. So I call it intuitive life skills training. I'm turning those into on-demand classes. And I'm working on an experiential workshop based on the material in the book. I love that. It will be aside from, oh, I'm here to develop my intuition. No, you're here to deepen your connection or your understanding of your connection to your soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Love that. I love that. So before we close out, I just want to mm-hmm. ask, so for our listeners that are listening to us right now and they've they've stuck through all of our fun stories, what would your advice be to the person that is newly awakened and sort of trying to process <laughs> this new form of reality? What what guidance what guidance would you give them? I would say number 1 you're not alone. Number 2 baby steps. Mm-hmm. And as I said earlier, treat it as if it's an experiment or just something curious. Don't get too wrapped up in, you know, being right or wrong about something. And if you can give spirit five minutes a day consistently, same time, same place, just sit and be quiet and ask, what do I need to know? You will get a response from the universe. And learning to follow that guidance just start small Mm -hmm. and work your way up to the bigger things and eventually what you thought was extraordinary yeah will become your new normal yeah i love it so beautifully said thank you so in in closing here definitely go check out her work check out her book And for those who are newly awakened, what beautiful guidance Julia has given. And for those who are listening, who might be where I'm kind of at, you know, stepping into sharing more of our experiences and increasing awareness on these subjects, I hope that this has made you, helped you feel more supported in this Mm -hmm. experience and that there are people out there that resonate with your story. And, you know, maybe if we, you know, stepped out and shared our stories, we might find those people who are looking to hear them so they in turn also feel connected and supported. So I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. And until next time, have a lovely day. Bye.